0: that they play on 2 b
1: No, I haven't. This is a I haven't seen this 2B classic commercial. So it starts with this woman who like
0: they like basically are like, yeah, would you ditch out on the last the last hour of work to go watch your favorite team? And she's like drinking and eating wings and screaming at a TV at a BJ's by herself. Oh. <laughs> Already like, huh, what her story is. But then she like brings her friends there and then she meets a guy there and then she gets proposed to there and then she has like her engagement party with her gal pals like her bachelorette party at BJ's and i none of no this none if you're getting if someone is proposing to you at a BJ's brew pub i don't think so and yeah the the food in this commercial is the least appetizing looking food I have ever seen in a commercial.
1: I, I'll i go on record as saying the worst food is like, and I'll say this as someone who like occasionally, you know, if I have the TGI Friday's itch, I'll occasionally get something at TGI. But like the worst food you can get in America, in my opinion, is like that level, like the, the Applebee's where it's fast, like it's not fast, like
0: fast casual.
1: Yeah, it's like it's not you know down and dirty enough to be fast food, but it's just it's not even close to like good quality. You know, Chef Mike yeah. is the is the is the head chef. That microwave
0: we, we ordered from BJ's right before Jen gave birth, and it was kind of this whole like, let's go crazy potato skins and their like piz- their pazookie cookie thing and some their version of pizza and just all of it. Patrick I'm I'll tell you this we spent like 60 bucks we door dashed it in we bought it was uniformly one dish was worse than the next oh God it it's it was it like we're still every time we pass BJ's we are like that place man and it might be that's why I have this reaction to this poor young woman who's drinking alone at BJ's oh <laughs> uh, it
1: just very grim well and like getting like engaged in bj's i'd I'd be mad that's an angle if like if if i was getting a ring and i was at like fucking sizzler
0: yeah it's like (laughs) uh, will you marry me and did you want to get jalapeno poppers (laughs) hello and welcome to the award-winning podcast the academy academy the show that discovers the absolute undeniable and scientifically proven greatest performance and you're favorite actor's esteemed career and our favorite actor returns again this week
1: i think i'm dot saunderson and i'm patrick remian and you know what uh i woke up with a tumescent glow 32 a miracle <laughs> welcome to the academy and welcome <laughs> back to another round
0: of scott scott a return to the crow mm-hmm. we, are, we will be covering 2010's robin hood this week mm-hmm. Released May 14th of 2010. Um, Hot off the presses, I texted Patrick and it was too late this morning. Uh, Mm. Robin Hood is on Tubi, as Mm. previously alluded to. Patrick, though, you said you had had rented it on Amazon Mm. before you got the glorious news that it was on Tubi. (laughs)
1: Yeah, uh, I, by the time you told me it was on Tubi, glorious Tubi, I'd I'd already rented it, and also uh, had a, a weird malfunction with my recording. It had a bit of a glitch
0: that <laughs> a I glitch. did not I did not have when I watched it on Tubi. I had commercials, the, the aforementioned BJ's commercial, but I had no glitches in the rest of the in the rest of the picture. Uh, it is available though if you chose to rent it through Amazon or Apple or what have you, and it's also. On Blu-ray, uh, there is an extended director's cut that was not mm. available for streaming, but apparently it is out there. You know, we'll report. You decide if you want to seek that one out. Um, Patrick, I think this movie was new to both of us.
1: Oh yeah, it's uh, yeah. I mean, a movie you know I've known about, and I remember seeing the commercials for. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, but never watched it. Never went into theaters and saw this uh, this this Scott joint.
0: Yeah, and I think the issue is that pops in my head is that um, it's hard to say what movies need to be stopped more. Mm. Uh, what would you say? Peter Pan movies or Robin Hood movies? Ooh, Peter Pan with a I bullet. I think it's probably Peter Pan, but Robin Hood not that far behind.
1: Yeah, that's true. I mean, although, yeah, I guess there was a... There have been,
0: a, I believe, one or two since this one came out and God, the TV series,
1: uh, get out of uh, here. The
0: most known one was 2018's um, Robin Hood with Rocket Man and mm. uh, Jamie Fox. Mm. And uh, shout out to Jamie Fox. We hope he's doing okay. Uh, he's hope you're doing health. all right. Oh, he's had oh. some ill health recently.
1: Oh no, the
0: yeah. Foxman. man. Yeah, uh, so hopefully he's doing okay, because we... Bait. I mean, come on. You come know?
1: on, yeah, Tony Bait! We love that character! <laughs> Jake Bait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like but fish to a worm. We watched the trailers to a bunch of... Um, it was really interesting. So, basically, and I've never seen the Arrow Flynn one, which is kind of the... um mm, The classic. The classic of the form. Um, I definitely saw the Kevin Costner, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves, many a time
1: mm.
0: as a you see, as a youngin.
1: Did you see the uh, Patrick Bergen one? Like, the other No, one? that
0: came out right around the similar time period as the wow. Costner one. Mm-hmm. And the Costner one just kind of ate it alive.
1: Oof. I bet poor Pat. Poor Pat. Probably would be on a different career, career trajectory. <laughs> I mean, he did alright. I saw him in, like, uh... What's that movie with, like, Charlotte Copley? Where it's, like, a... It's like a uh, a phone, or it's like a um a, a gun sale gone awry, and they're all like shooting each other. It's like the like all these different mobsters are in like a warehouse together. Oh oh oh, that's um
0: the what's his name? Oh jeez, uh, so uh, the guy who did uh, a field ben, in England, Ben Wheatley, who's a yeah. very fascinating director, and that movie was called Free
1: Fire. Yeah, he's in that Patrick Bergen, He has a little part in that, and so like he's working I think, I still. Think
0: he's the, I think he is the bad guy in Patriot Games. I'm oh, saying. but all right, I don't remember. But you know, there's been dozens upon dozens upon dozens of the story. I am sure they are in a um, you know, once the writer strike is over. Big ups to the writers. Um, mm-hmm. That there will be another some sort of. Oh yeah, Robin Hood.
1: Oh yeah, we'll get a we'll get a Robin Hood, but it's like we'll get like Finn Wolfhard.
0: Yeah, it'll be the little will, kid from I, Stranger Things. To the you know the one the most recent one, I watched the trailer to it, and it's like it's like it feels like it's almost like steampunk almost, Ugh, and it's get all, out of here. You know, it's the same kind of. It, it's so like mo like. I just, I think that's why Sir Ridley is the only man for the job because he incorporates modern effects so well. With a, I think you need to do this in kind of an old school kind of way.
1: Yeah, play These it straight. Kind
0: of story. Play it straight. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Cause it's like, yeah, Guy Ritchie directed the most recent one, right?
0: No, but you would be, mis- he did the recent King Arthur. Oh,
1: God, with- I did it again. I keep getting those two movies it's okay. confused. It's It's okay. That one <laughs> has. Looked- tr- that one has Charlie Human. <laughs> um... Charlie Human. <laughs> I mean, he's like as nondescript as like a generic human. Like that, that's a good.
0: <laughs> and uh, uh, I'm
1: just kidding, Charlie. You're uh, great.
0: Yeah, uh, Jude Law's in it. Eric Bana's in it. I mean, like Guy Ritchie seems to like. I think he's a good hang. I really oh. do think he's a good hang, and that's why like people just keep coming back to him.
1: Oh, for sure. He's like, he'd you'd, you'd love to, everyone would love to share a pipe with the guy, man.
0: Yeah, like, we can go get, like, our suits tailored together. I don't yeah. They got a BJ's
1: one. afterwards. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> BJ's. <laughs> Just
0: <to laughs> offend the hell out of him. The first person to offend Guy Ritchie is like, let's go to BJ's. <laughs> <laughs> you blooming wanker. You blooming wanker. That's, yeah, I thought we were going to a real <laughs> pub. Right? But there's been so many of these, and I think that's kind of why this 2010 version, mm-hmm. to me at least, has, like, I don't care. I yeah. I The Peter Pan ones, the last two, Ugh. the previous one was Wendy, directed the first movie from, by Ben <gasps> Zietlund.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, since Beasts of the Southern Wild, and then this new one is directed by David Lowry. Those
1: are actually two good ones. Like, those could be good. good
0: filmmakers, but... I
1: Oh, I don't care either. Don't care. It's like yeah. uh, another one in this. Just Pinocchio. I feel like yeah. There's been 50... oh yeah, ban it. get, yeah, get it out of here. Burn Pinocchio. Like you know what, Gail Toro, He's the last one in. He got his. Yeah. He got the last Pinocchio. We're done. We don't need it anymore. We're done. We're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah, we're... it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hanging Pinocchio. I'm putting. Yeah. I'm putting all the Pinocchios in Guantanamo. There's
0: too many. Too many Pinocchios. <laughs> I agree. They scare me. It's like who cares. Who cares? Yeah. Oh, it and sucks. Yeah. I think that that was like, I don't know why, it, it, they you know, and I guess sometimes they can do really well with it, but it is interesting to me why they keep trotting these out. Like, it's there is. I think it's easier. I mm-hmm. think there's all you know, you know, like instant really have, instant brand instant, recognition. But I, if you're a filmmaker, like. The challenge really is, um, how do you make this fresh mm. at all? Yeah, and I think that's kind of that's a good starting point too. With what they did try and do in January of two thousand seven, with a spec script by writers by the name of uh, Ethan Rife and Cyrus Voris, so they are um, a writing team that is known for. Um, Oh, they did. De- they wrote Demon Night. That's cool. <laughs> um, yeah, they did. Um,
1: uh, I think they did like Tung Fu
0: Panda Kung too. Tung Fu Panda, Bulletproof Monk, kind of a classical like big ideas writers, like mm-hmm. big like, like big swings. Like, what if we did, you know? Yeah. And so theirs, they wrote a spec script called Nottingham, and their idea. <laughs> Reminds me so yeah, Owen Wilson and um. Royal time bombs. We all know Custer was killed at the Battle of Little Bighorn, but what my book presupposes is was he? <laughs> you know, <it> was like... <laughs> and this Nottingham is the idea is that perhaps the Sheriff of Nottingham, who historically, through all of the iterations of this this story, mm-hmm. was portrayed as a baddie.
1: Yeah, not a fun guy.
0: Uh that perhaps that he <laughs> The cop was not the baddie. <laughs> if he was a goodie. What if the tax collector
1: cool. was actually well, a cool dude you want to hang out and with?
0: And you know who's not as cool? Robin Hood. <laughs> and that's the kind of thing that, um, I mean, executives and producers, that kind of pitch in the room. Mm-hmm. I get get the impression gets them pretty, pretty pumped. They're like, cool. Like, oh, that's just
1: a little weird. Oh, the baddies, the goody, and vice versa. I mean, that's how Joker wow. got made. I imagine. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it's you know, I don't get me started. That's crazy.
1: Um, what this twisted guy?
0: This twisted guy. So the script <laughs> got in the hands of mega producer Brian Grazer, who, of course, produced last week's American Gangster, mm. and um, they got the script over to. Russell Crowe oh, to yeah. play the role of the sheriff of Nottingham. Russell was on the set of American Gangster and was then chatt- chatted with his director as he was wont to do at that time. Director, mm. of course, Ridley Scott. Yep. And um, you know, as they kind of built it out and this is going to be an interesting one this Nottingham because Russell Crowe was not only going to be the star of it but he was also going to be one of the producers which he this would be a new level of responsibility mm-hmm. for Mister Crow. Um, so they started to build it out. The original game plan was that Russell Crowe would be the sheriff of Nottingham, and Robin Hood, which was a supporting role, mm-hmm. would be played by kind of a up-and-coming
1: actor mm-hmm.
0: of the of the time. And um, the names that were tossed around were Colin Farrell or Sam Riley to play the role. And then uh Sienna Miller was actually cast as Maid Marian, the you know, love interest to Robin Hood. Um then, and I don't this is a you know, only in the Academy Academy's dreams could something this insane have gone down. Oh, they no. begin floating the idea for Russell Crowe to play both the Sheriff of Nottingham <laughs> and Robin Hood, and it would be a weird like Sona <laughs> like,
1: like a fight club thing kind of where it's clubs, like the, yeah yeah exactly like what? Yeah. what if they're the same guy and they didn't even freaking know it and whoa, I find that
0: as a as an agent of chaos much like the Joker I'm um for it I'm for yeah. them spending a hundred million dollars on something that insane
1: <laughs> um, yeah and it's like yeah it's a risk but it's a fun risk cooler heads did prevail <laughs> yeah, less Joker fight heads.
0: And as it kind of got built out, they, of course, they sent it over to this script over to Ridley Scott due to the pre-existing relationships with Brian Grazer, an American gangster, and Russell Crowe's pre-existing relationships. And Ridley Scott was like, this is rubbish. I don't care. Let's tell <laughs> the Robin Hood story right. was his hey, base. He's like, who Yeah um at the end of the day probably the smarter
1: option as the budget
0: continued to grow
1: for God, this movie but, okay I, I will say though man you it is the smarter option and you know spoiler alert uh but I don't think either of us are like we both we like this movie it's a good time but the the idea of a Tony Scott what if Tony Scott was in the helm instead and he had that two. The two, the two Russell Crowe lead, like the like. I think that would have been a great. The, the Russell Crowe is sheriff, like where it's like he's that would have been good. Yeah,
0: like the text is on screen and he talks to the camera and all. <laughs> so here's my thought too. I want to bring this up real quick. I was gonna text it to you. If King Charles wants to get off on the right foot, mm. he should posthumously knight Tony Scott this week. Ooh. He would endear himself to quite a few people Bye. yeah he mm-hmm. He's would all
1: hate him less
0: yeah ridley's a sir <laughs> tony is not just putting that out in the world
1: come, come on come on king chair hire us as your like weird uh i don't he, know your, he, would, he, would be, he would be sim- a smidge
0: more enduring if he came out with his, like oh i was a giant fan of domino
1: Whoa! <laughs> I would, yeah. He yeah. should hire us as viziers. We should be his like little assistants.
0: We could show him. We should show him all the magic of modern cinema.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, his, we, we can be his cinema appraisers. He, what, he, what do you think? What do you think the last movie he watched was? Oh god, probably <laughs> the one where the train comes at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, me, it's a, it's a real train.
0: Uh, so really Scott was very, very much. Or like, let's like make a really grounded, mm-hmm. real version of this. He said that the Errol Flynn version and the Kevin Costner version were not, um, up to par for him. He that's fair. Just straight up called them out. Um, and he Good said damn. that the, um, frankly, the best Robin Hood movie, and this this lets you know what a stinker he is was Robin Hood Men in Tights.
3: Ooh because man. Carrie
0: always was quite comic. <laughs> point riddled that one is. <laughs> point one point to Sir Ridley for the best call.
1: <laughs> Rules. <laughs> it's like a braggadocio to Ridley where I just I I love it. I've grown he's to love got, his
0: yeah. He's got like he's got a real swagger, man. Yeah. Like that's how he's got that's how he's still doing it. Like he shows up in his North Face jacket at like eighty five years old screaming <laughs> at people, and that story in the book about him d- jumping into the water, did you read that? In the... So toward the end of this movie, there's a um sequence with all they basically these the French boats hit the the beach, right, and storm the beach, and they're met by the British and. There's a big battle sequence in this movie, and apparently one of the boats, the sun was going down, and one of the boats wasn't cooperating and needed the right angle. And Ridley jumped into the water <laughs> and just started pushing it himself. And oh my god, he's like you know seventy years old or something. Like that. It's so <laughs> crazy. He is and like this Russell Crowe is this story. He's like, and he and he and Ridley apparently turns around and goes well what are y'all waiting for and the extras and shit came into the water to push the boat with him and Russell Crowe was like that's leadership (laughs) damn yeah that's a baller move dude that's what what you want from your directors like all of them this is the way you do it like if it's weird or crazy or seems a little dangerous or chilly or something like that if you're the director you jump in the water you gotta do it yeah you gotta do it yeah, you got to show the actors. It's okay. You know, there's that For great sure. photo of Christopher Nolan floating in the English Channel instead of Dunkirk. And I'm just like, that is <laughs> the best. <laughs> that
1: rules. Yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah.
0: And uh, so, um, Ridley, though, was totally. Oh, um, should be mentioned that before Ridley Scott, a couple of directors that were considered with the original Nottingham mm. uh, Brian Singer, which. say what you (laughs) will you know there's his personal life or whatever but also kind of a bland uninteresting choice if we're just talking about if we're just talking about creativity and artistry it's like it would get the job done this movie would be totally forgettable
1: Oh yeah, like yeah, we would be in Valkyrie territory. In addition to him being an odious human being or whatever, it just would be not super interesting. <laughs> yeah, it just <laughs> yeah. wouldn't have been
0: memorable or worth watching. <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> uh, but the other one, much more interesting. Who I actually
1: think two
0: Russell Crowes? Let's see it happen. Sam Raimi.
1: Ooh man, I that's a good one. I that does like light a spark in my brain. I, I that he, tickles he, me in a fun he way.
0: Fits that original that- kind of high concept original mm-hmm. script mm-hmm. quite well, much more than Sir Ridley does. Uh, so Sir Ridley was like, nah, I don't like this script. And he brought in um, Academy Academy favorite, Brian Heglund to come in great. and do to come in. And Brian, um, despite the fact the other two guys, um, uh, Ethan Reif and Cyrus Voris, get a story by credit. By all accounts did a complete and utter rewrite.
1: Man, that's on brutal. That is like yeah. Man. I feel like that yeah, that happens a lot in Hollywood, unfortunately. It, but it yeah. does. Yeah. And
0: basically, you know, Ridley wanted to see the version mm-hmm. um that um basically he wanted to see. Like yeah! <laughs> you know, he's like, Okay, I want to do a Robin Hood movie. Uh everything else that he was handed in that original script, I don't care. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and i think um what i love about a guy like brian Helgeland is that like he this is what this is what makes it good like hollywood screener they just put it together they give you all of these beats they build out all of these characters the richness of the story reveals itself mm-hmm. over and over again he does such a good job with that because like if you think about his man on fire Man of Fire could have just been,
1: you know, a thriller. Yeah, one hundred percent could have been like a could have been a ninety minute movie, like a very different slicker film. Yeah,
0: but this guy he gets the job done. He adds a little panache to it. It Yeah, you know, and I mean, obviously, his his great script is his L.A. Confidential. Um, Ooh, but he also did Mystic River, um, A Night's Tale a night's tale yes a night's which tale is- pay the payback which we've brought up a lot on the show um and you know some hits and misses but overall um very very talented writer
1: yeah green zone another movie we talk about like way more than anyone else in the world <laughs> yeah, which is, was- which is good it's a good movie
0: green green zone is a very like vicious anti-war picture also very action-packed which is the kind of again the hard part about making an anti-war picture right (laughs) yeah it's pretty cool but so brian came in and he and ridley kind of built out this new script as this building of an origin story Mm -hmm. of robin hood in this very grounded sense and the basic storyline here is that robin longstride is a archer in the army of King Richard Lionheart, and they are coming back from the Crusade, and because the Crusade is was such a folly, they basically have to ransack France, every castle they pass in France, like all yeah. the way through,
2: <laughs> and
0: and kind of that's that's where the story gets started. If that reminds you of anything, you know, it's clear like this is like right after Kingdom of Heaven. Mm-hmm. And again, falls in line with Ridley's um, historic epic dramas. Mm-hmm. completely. Um, Robin Longstride is played by Russell Crowe. He stayed on in the um, Ridley iteration of it. He wanted to work with Ridley again, but as a producer, um, apparently on the set, this is they, um, they reached a breaking point in their relationship. Mm. Uh, Ridley freely admits he's like, we are both difficult and angry men. And um, it just kind of got there. And sadly, they have not worked together ever since.
1: That's a huge bummer. That is like, yeah, yeah. they're
0: made for each other. They really are. Mm. Yeah.
1: Russell Russell Crowe is kind of like the perfect like vessel for, the type of cinema Ridley Scott excels at, at least in this era.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and so the, um, they basically though, you know, this was a tumultuous, hard production. You watch this movie and I think there's nothing easy about this movie. No, like this is a big, big wide scale production.
1: Mm-hmm. Um and there's basic... pro- A lot of practical effects, too. It's just the yes. scale is massive. The scale is, I mean, so many horses.
0: Oh, so horses.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> and, yeah, and like we mentioned, this is basically an origin story. I, I told Patrick I was really reminded of, like, Batman Begins.
1: God, yeah, and because, I was like, yep.
0: And, you know, and that kind of, it does set you up, because what this movie does is show you how Robin Longstride becomes Robin Hood. Mm-hmm. And this initial journey, um which is quite complicated, all things mm-hmm. considered, basically, what goes down is that um the Richard the Lionheart, who's been away forever, seems to be a good leader, but he is seems also to be utterly cracking up mm-hmm. um, and he's played by the excellent Danny Houston, who I always like to see in movies. Mm. Um, he is killed on the battlefield which mm-hmm. you know we, we've seen it before in Ridley Scott movies the rise to who gets to be the new king always includes intrigue the mm-hmm. next in line to be king is his little brother Prince John played by the gloriously unhinged Oscar Isaac in this film he is, um, yeah. he's excellent in this movie He's, he's so good, he's so petty. So good, he's so petty. He's like, um, he doesn't try for those added bonus levels of wimpiness that uh, Joaquin Phoenix leans into, as because like the obvious parallels between him and Joaquin Phoenix and Gladiator. Mm-hmm. But, um, he's funnier, more petty. Loves the ladies. He's like, you know, he's very like, he's like a total like he's like a total goofball. He wants to
1: lead everybody into the battlefield. It's like, very like... <laughs> at one point he's like clearly fighting his own men on accident. It's really like it's really
0: good. So um, he though, he's already married, but he really really he has <laughs> got the hots for uh, a French royalty, Isabella. Played by Leia Sedu, and mm-hmm. if every movie I ever saw the rest of my life had Oscar Isaac and Leia Sedu as the two leads, I would pr- I wouldn't complain. Yeah. I wouldn't. I'd be okay. They are I think hands- it's they
1: get the job done. They are a handsome couple. <laughs> oh yeah, they're just and they're just like yeah, they're just it's so. I love his his poppish arrogance is yeah just oh yeah, that's so a good, good perfect work he plays him foppish. he's so foppish. yeah it's really good.
0: Yeah, and um, so he wants to like prove himself as a ruler, and unfortunately, he's not paying a great deal of attention. And he has a buddy from from the, <laughs> from the breast, as it's described in the film, um, Godfrey, who is a mm-hmm. member of the royal court, played by Mark Strong from I remember from last week's episode of Body Lies, Godfrey. And this is another. This is something I was on board with. Godfrey is a baddie, tried and true. Just they, a don't, baddie. they don't. They don't. Damn. And what I like, Godfrey doesn't have like. I'm upset because my dad left and that turned me into a baddie. I'm just a baddie.
1: And I mean, yeah, I'm, no, I'm I'm in for it. He's straight <laughs> up like uh, Alan Rickman in Die Hard. Just did it or for the money.
0: Alan Rickman in. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, there we go. Playing the Sheriff of Nottingham in that picture. <laughs> and so Godfrey goes behind enemy lines, and basically says England's up. England's like ready for the taken. Mm. Uh, to the French. And, right, <laughs> and did you see the um, one of the French soldiers is the guy who's um, the guy from the farmhouse and in Inglorious Bastards? in that opening scene. Yes. Yeah. yeah
1: Denis Minichaud or whatever, How do yeah. you pronounce his name. Yeah. He, he there are so many blink it and you miss it. Like this movie has one of the most stacked casts. We say this, this every week. It feels like, but
0: this one, uh, this one in particular, this is like, and everyone gets something fun to do too, mm-hmm. which is on you be like, everyone like gets to play in this one. So he basically is like, I'm going to bring home these French soldiers and we're going to ransack the countryside to make money for the king. Mm-hmm. And show him who's boss. Um, the the uh, advisor, the older advisor, of the King William Marshall, played by William Hurt, mm. um, does not like this idea. No, no, no. He is he is taken away. Meanwhile, on the way back from the Crusades, Robin Hood and his friends will Scarlet, Little John, and Alan out. Uh, Dale, who are all played by Kevin Durant plays Little John, Scott Grimes plays Will Scarlet, and Alan Doyle plays Alan A Dale, which I thought was a wonderful coincidence that they have such similar names. <laughs> <laughs> also, side note: we watched. I watched Armor of God starring Jackie Chan this afternoon after Robin Hood. Ooh. His name in the movie is Jackie. There's part of me. It's like. Why wasn't his name Jackie? Just like everybody who's in like just let him play yeah. Jackie.
1: Just let him be himself. This character's is yeah. just have it just just have it be like a documentary. We're already assuming this is pretty much how he lives his life. Yeah, it's <laughs> kinda like how the old Patrick Harris plays himself in uh the, the Kumar Harold and Kumar movies. Yeah. Just have fun. <laughs> let him be him. Yeah, have fun with it.
0: Uh also that movie Arbor God is rad. He plays a former pop star turned Sold Indiana Jones esque Soldier of Fortune. Why not? <laughs>
1: What a, hell. Yeah. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Do that. I don't think there's any American actor that can pull that off nowadays. For sure. There is no, yeah. There's only one Jackie as we've yeah. you know,
0: said many times. So, um, uh, Robin and the guys take off cause they are just like, this is our time. Like, this is not good. The King is dead. We got to like, hit yeah, the they were back.
1: in the, they were in the stockades at the time too, because yeah. of some chicanery. <laughs> and they, some chicanery.
0: And so... um, but they come across this ambush on mm. King Richard's men, uh run by Godfrey and the French. Mm. Um, they save the day because Robin and his boys, guess what they're good at? War. War stuff. Yeah. mean, they're really good at They're really uh, good at
1: fighting. Arrows and hammers, baby. They yeah. they know it like, all.
0: I like that they all have like specialties too. It's like a great crew. Yeah. It's a crew, like abuse- it's, a, it's a secret crew movie.
1: Oh, it's such a crew movie. You've got like a music guy. You've got an arrow guy. You've got like a big hammer hand, guy. The big
0: guy, the big hand-to-hand combat guy. Oh, you know? man,
1: yeah. Will Scarlet probably has a thing. I can't remember it.
0: He's good at arrows. He's, a, he's, he's another he's, arrow he's, guy. He's an archer. Because he, he, yeah. And um, so they come across, they stop it, and they kind of clear it, and they find um Sir Robert Loxley, played by Douglas Hodge, who mm-hmm. has been run through... With um a spear, I think. Yeah. Um, he's on his last legs and he's got this, like, the coolest sword you've ever seen in your life. It's a good sword. The sword's good. It's a badass sword. And he's like, I need you, like, if you just do me a favor, bring this mm-hmm. sword back to my father. I yeah, took it which... from him. I was a bad son. And I would love for it to be returned to him.
1: Yeah. Crazy yeah. Ask. No map quest back then. Hard crazy
0: to... <laughs> Crazy Ask, but we know Robin will be up for it because he's got yeah. a um, real sense of character, if you will.
1: Yeah. chivalrous. He's a chivalrous guy.
0: Um so they know that they can't get out so this is where the story gets wild. If you ask me. They can't get across the English Channel if they don't show like have like the proper credentials to get to get back. So they take all of the chain mail from the dead knights from this raid <laughs> and take on their identities. Mm. So Robin Longstride is now portraying the role of the late Sir Robert Loxley. They mm. also have the king's crown, which was going to be brought back. So they get back and he has to present the crown to Oscar Isaac. Also, we also forgot to note that in the skirmish, uh, he took a fir- his first shot at Mark Strong and gave him a Joker-esque scar Ooh, with an arrow to the dome, which only helps him be more of a baddie by having a very cool scar.
1: Yeah, it, it cements him as a baddie. It's a great baddie
0: cementing scar. Absolutely. So somehow they pull it off, even though they get dirty looks from everyone around them, like, hey, I don't know if these guys are, like, lying or not. Yeah. <laughs> and they decide to head to... Because guess where Sir Robert Loxley is from? Mm. If you guessed it, it's Nottingham.
1: What the hell? What the hell?
0: And they get there <laughs> and they find out Nottingham is, like, at the the core of this whole, like... this A big portion of this movie... And I think this is, like a real rich guy thing because this is like the Star Wars prequel too. Is this whole like land rights and like taxation kind of deal. <laughs> you have to add that to your movie. You're like, like, you're like, I paid for it. It's mine. Like, and uh they're getting raided and basically they've got a, the main family is the Loxley family and they have a ton of land. It's basically going to be taken away if there's no male heir mm-hmm. to the family. Robin gets there, they meet the town's new friar, Friar Tuck, played by Mark Addy, who has a passion for passions for justice, bees, and booze. In other words, <laughs> he's a cool guy. You <laughs> wanna guy. hang out with this dude. Mark Addy and rules. He, and he's replacing the previous priest, Father Tancred, played by Simon McBurney, who you said before the show. He's never played a nice guy. Why should we why should he start now? He was in last week's Body of Lies playing an equally uh shifty character.
1: <laughs> Literally has never like god, this poor guy. Just, someone should just cast him oh. as like a loving father or He's something. Worked. He gets to work. That's true.
0: <laughs> and um Robin says, "Where's the Loxley house and family? I need to go see Sir Walter Loxley." And Sir Walter Loxley is introduced as uh, elderly blind warrior champion played by the god, Max von Sydow. Oh, yeah. Uh, maybe even a callback to Seventh Seal, if you will. <laughs> um, he, you know, you get somebody like him, he's going to bring the heat. He's living there with his daughter-in-law, Marion Loxley, made Marion, played by the equally king like Cate Blanchett, <laughs> <laughs> and um they reveal Robin reveals that Robert died, mm-hmm. which Kate Blanchett has an appropriate reaction. She nearly faints, and she's like, "Shit, that sucks," and yeah. that's bad yeah, news. She,
1: I love when the camera kind of like focuses in yeah. on her a little bit. I love, and they like do a, that, yeah, just
0: they... like a zoom on her. It's like a yeah. really like bold move.
1: I, they, doesn't, they do that a couple of times in this movie, and I always like. I for some reason I really enjoyed it. It's like not a lot of directors can pull that type of move off, but I feel like it's, they pulled it off in this
0: one. The zoom, the zoom is a powerful tool. Mm. The, um, but Sir Walter, he's like, well, if here's the deal, you're gonna lose your land if we don't get a male heir here. You're not procreating anytime soon because my son is dead. So. Um, Robin, how would you like to be my new son?
1: (laughs) I just immediately It's like like 20 minutes after the news.
0: Yeah, and it's in. They're in. They're in on the scheme. And no one in town remembers, clearly no one in town, despite this, I think, being the richest family in Nottingham, Mm -hmm. has any (laughs) memory of the visual appearance of Sir Robert Loxley. (laughs) (laughs) We've seen him. He does not look like Russell Crowe.
1: Not at all. It's very like I guess but the towns just like chill with it. They're like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he's
0: Because it's a classic movie guy. Guess what Robin is? Mm. He's good at everything. He's yeah! one of these Yeah, like, yeah like, he's, He like, can solve he's, it all. He's, he's a morally strong punk of a man who's a great fighter, but also like they show him like Teaching kids things and helping on the farm, and you know we we saw it before with Orlando Bloom in um Kingdom of Heaven. We saw it before with Maximus and Gladiator. It's it's just the right character. You got to yeah. it, folks.
1: Is, is there a sequence for the uh the the naughty uh, priests that are trying to take the grain back to York? Get their uh do their get justice served to them? Hell yes. Yeah.
0: And what I love, though, so they hit town, they're going with it. His boys are into it. Oh, and there's down. this great sequence at the pub where they're, like, jamming to music and checking out the ladies and stuff like that. And that's why I'm getting it with this movie. This movie's got, like, a little bit of a verve to it. Yeah, like, it's like... <laughs> it does have, like, hangout scenes and, like... Like, it
1: feels fleshed out well it's like it feels like it's so funny like sometimes i get the vibe of like they're like um it's like they're like leonard dicaprio's goons from wolf of wall street like that's like it's like they're robin hood's version of pg uh, pj byrne and yeah. henry zebrowski and brian Sad- saka like it's great
0: yeah and they yeah they think they're like we got nothing else to do and you're cool so we're hanging with you but they're like <laughs> it so they're into it meanwhile Godfrey is wreaking havoc over the countryside, and we're heading into, like, a confrontation. Mm. So all of the the group, the um, villagers from all the different northern villages, uh, they've declared enough is enough. We're going to do battle, Mm. which does not make Oscar Isaac happy at all. And It's more so because he's like,
2: I'm the king.
0: Uh, you know, and he's just a baby man, but it's Ugh. he's great, he's supposed yeah. to be annoying. Oscar, as it mm-hmm. gets it, and he's brilliant at this role. But then, like, William Hurt shows up, he's like, I don't know, like, and th- we got, so let's all talk about it. And then Russell Crowe, like, shows up, he's like, Now I'm the leader and general of the army, and I'm gonna give a speech about what this movie's all about. <laughs> <laughs> and simultaneously, um, it hasn't taken long, but he's wooed Kate Blanchett.
1: Oh, yeah. No, it's happening in the background. And it's like, you know what? Um, on one level, that might be one of the weaker parts of the movie. Like, their whole courtship and all that stuff. But, like, I feel like you believe it. I think Russell Crowe and Kate Blanchett are great actors. And then they're also, like, kind of age-appropriate. Like, at all, all... And then when you learn about Kate Blanchett's, like, past, too, where, like, she didn't really know her husband that yeah. well. Like, yeah, like... They,
0: um. They look good together. They look right together. Which yeah. goes a long way. Like seeing them like ride a horse side by side, like horses side by side. You're like, I believe these two are a team. And like yeah. a couple. Like
1: Also, they both have like Star energy, like hugely. Like they both have yeah, they, that same level. Well, she, they they both have the same wattage. They're, <laughs> that yeah, goes they're a both long way. like
0: infinitely watchable. Like Yeah. <laughs> the movie stars, which helps your cause infinitely. But it's just so much better. And like all of the um you know, I, I'm sure it would have been Yeah, I saw that um Rachel Vice and Kate Winslet were considered as well. Mm. This was the this was the only call, if you ask me. Mm-hmm. This was the only choice. I like this the this pairing completely.
1: Yeah, they both. Well, they God, they just it, you believe both of them. You just fucking like they. They both are just have like, and when you see Cate Blanchett later in the armor and everything, mm-hmm. it just there's not a second of hesitation. It's like yeah, this well, is a person that yeah,
0: they're um they're equals. Yeah, you know which is what you want to see in these kind of things. Like it's not. Like, as much as we praised her performance, like, it was, like, thinking back on Kingdom of Heaven, like, Ava Green's, like, complete (laughs) crack-up. Like, she can't handle... (laughs) Like, she'd find her her painting couch. (laughs)
1: Like...
0: (laughs) Yeah, it would have been so cool to see her, like, strap on some armor and fight alongside Orlando Bloom.
1: Hell yeah! Or even, like, Connie Nielsen going into the Galatechorial combat pit. Why not? Yeah, I mean, like...
0: She's very good in Gladiator. I was just thinking about that, yeah. because she's going to be in Gladiator too. Really? Yeah.
1: Nice. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Little... Paul
0: Paul Mescal is going to play her son.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. That yeah. I do know. That I do know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. But uh, so they decide, <laughs> geez, this Godfrey. Like, it's one thing in subordination from the people on the countryside. It's another thing to, like, bring in the French army
1: yourself and just start slaughtering people all over the place. Yeah, that's a big whoopsie. That's uh you can't uh he yeah, can't,
0: can't explain that away. Yeah, that's like treason, my man.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and so um they're like a tenuous but united group, basically. Mm-hmm. All of like all of these people: William Heard, Oscar Isaac, Russell Crowe, down the mm-hmm. line. They've all kind of united mm-hmm. in the recognition that you know, we may have our differences, but we can all agree we hate the French. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, oh yeah.
1: <laughs> Except the sheriff of Nottingham, who went. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. So we <laughs> got to get to him. So the sheriff of Nottingham is in this movie. Um, <laughs> he's played by um, Matthew McFadden. Is that his name? Oh, yeah. Um, great actor. Great actor.
1: Uh, yeah, Tom he gets and a,
0: obsession. He gets a couple of fun things to do. Mm -hmm. But he's surprisingly, if you've watched other Robin Hood movies, he's not quite a big part of this movie.
1: Not at all. He's like in the background for a lot of it.
0: And it's kind of interesting and it kind of reveals itself only at the end. Mm -hmm. Why that is. um, Which we'll get to in a moment here. Um, But first, uh, it should be noted that during this big meeting where Russell Crowe gets... You know what he? You know what in all of these movies too, and poor Orlando Bloom wasn't there. But I always think of like Brad Pitts doing it in Troy as well, you, and mm. Mel Gibson and Braveheart. You gotta give the big like, "Why we're doing this"
1: speech. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta have this for these historical epics about a guy. You gotta yeah. give the guy the speech.
0: Yeah, the guy, and guess what? Few do it better than Russell Crowe. Few do it yeah. more. Like I buy it we're with you russ he has gravitas yeah he's so like you know i was you know reading about it because this was he did body of right before this movie Mm -hmm. and we kind of talked about it he was playing like this like desk bound overweight middle-aged guy in that schlub a schlub yeah and he has to come back in this and play like a believable bruiser
1: dude yeah and he's
0: Pumped out, yeah. Huge in
1: this movie. (laughs) It's it's crazy how he went from Body of Lies because I thought that, like, you know, I feel like we were talking about Body of Lies. I I had the impression almost that, like, Body of Lies was like the movie that where he like he transitioned permanently to like you know dad bod. Yeah, but like, no, 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 not this this movie. (laughs) He
0: he gets a shirt off. He gets a shirt off scene in this movie. I mean, like, he's still, but apparently it was like that added to his stress in this movie was. The intense workout regimens to lose the body of what lies weight to get Ooh. into game shape for this was not easy for him either. But you have to remember he's um, in his forties at this point. Mm-hmm. It's my friend, my friend. When you even with all the money in the world to get a dietitian and a trainer, it's a hell of a lot harder to do those weight changes as an actor when you're when you're forty yeah. than it is when you're twenty.
1: Oh hell yeah, for sure. Well and it's I like
0: tell you this, Christian Bale's never getting fat again.
1: Oh, he's for done. any
0: movie and he shouldn't. Don't do no. it. Don't yeah. do it either.
1: Yeah, you won't go back, buddy. He won't <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> Yeah, it's like you're gonna get diabetes by going back and forth like that. Yeah, you will get some core of new type of gout that affects your heart. <laughs> yeah, don't. Not worth
0: it. Robert De Niro wouldn't do it. And he's the yeah. guy they're all basing this off of.
1: Yeah, Gary Oldman, he didn't. He was like I need I'd rather get like a uh, an award-winning makeup artist to design a new yeah. style of mask than <laughs> I know. it's like I'm, I'm
0: 60 years old. I don't care. <laughs> like I'm yeah, not gonna I'm good. This. I have nothing to prove. I'm Gary Oldman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but that leads us to this they meet them on the beach, Godfrey and the French, and it leads to um, a truly spectacular final battle sequence oh it's so good best we've seen we've seen a lot on this show and this is one of my faves i think this one was great this is a top three for me easily and i think um i love the aquatic element Mm. i think that that's great and just um the hand-to-hand combat you want to see you want to see um robin get into it with godfrey there's even humor cuz Oscar Isaac says I have to go in a way of hurts like guard the king <laughs> to the guys like he's like he's going to get It hurt <laughs> it's real can, yeah, it's very funny. And then um what we kind of alluded to which is maybe the the one of the great highlights was uh Kate Blanchett throws on the chain mail and the armor and she goes into battle too. Mm-hmm. And it's so satisfying cuz it's like like we we're getting out them being equals, they're this couple who like fights and goes for what they believe in together, and it's um you don't see that very often.
1: No, and 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 it felt and it felt like earned with her character too. Like mm-hmm. I feel like she's gone through a rigmarole. She had her own sequence before too, where she like had to like kind of fend off like um. Godfrey's second in command.
0: And, yeah. And
1: yeah. He yeah, blasts kills him, him in the
0: neck, which was yeah. great. Very sad. That's pretty good. And
1: then, well, but then there's also, like, we this other get, element.
0: The There is a revenge element, too, because um, while Russell Crowe was making his big rousing speech to the troops, Godfrey was looting Nottingham mm. behind there. And, like Patrick said, Cape Blanchett had, had to fight off Godfrey's second. Creepy ass second in command. But unfortunately, Godfrey, to really like underline his snidely whiplash villainy, so good. He kills Max Monsito. And that gets it. That puts it over the top. Now we know, like, it's personal, baby.
1: He's a dang baddie, yeah, because he's like reveling in killing Max Monsito, too. It's like, well, and then Max Monsito gives him another, like, slash on.
0: And that's so... like makes it feel like yeah, it's great. It's a really good like Godfrey and Mark Strong really like villain a good villain helps your cause so mm-hmm. much in these things, and he really knocks it out of the park with this. But back on the beach, they're go- going at it, and then Godfrey I loved it. So they're in the water. Godfrey knocks over, he's he attacks Cape Lanchette. Mm-hmm and you Neerland know, gets her pretty good. But then Robin gets there and Kate's in the water and Robin is like in this like massive sword fight with Godfrey, but he has <laughs> to keep looking back to make sure Marion isn't drowned basically. Ugh. And then they're doing this thing where the boats are like crashing together and people are getting stuck between them and she's kind of like floating in the middle toward, the, toward that. So like he gets out of there, he goes under and godfrey's like ha 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 ha. got him yep done (laughs) he gets on his horse but then he sees that um the english are totally kicking the french's ass Yep. (laughs) he does maybe yeah another tremendous villain thing he just runs away (laughs) like i'm out of here (laughs) so he gets off his horse but then we get this fucking badass hero moment Robin comes out of the water with like bloody face and like bow and arrow Ooh. in hand. Slow motion close up of Russell Crowe like growling. He's <laughs> screaming.
1: And he's like, ah!
0: Yeah, you're just like that's awesome. Like that's totally rad. He busts out the bow and arrow. We know he's a rad archer. We see <laughs> Godfrey like roll away. Ridley shoots the hell out of it. He uses every trick in the book. Close-ups of the arrow, like, pulling out, like, all of it. Close-ups of Russell Crowe, like, giving this, like, badass look. Fires it. Arrow must go, like, 7,000 yards
1: or something like it's that. It's insane. It's, like, an un- improbable. And you're also seeing it from the perspective of the arrow, too, at some yeah. points. Yeah. It's like, you're getting t- it all.
0: It's terrific. Godfrey turns around right in time to get it right through the jugular.
1: Oh, yeah, and he's grinning. He's like, you know what? Great shot. Great shot, dude. I did not see that coming. Like, I'm I'm, I'm fine. This is okay. I'll get into Valhalla with this type of death. Yeah, he's dead. (laughs) English
0: win. But the problem is Prince King John, Oscar Isaac, all of the deals that he had made with the peasants, he's like,
2: nah.
1: Yeah, and I I think I said this earlier too, but I just want to be clear again. While this is happening, he is fighting William Hurt's character. Yeah, he is like, which is the funniest thing ever. He is, he is like not fighting the right person. (laughs) Total like Kabuki theater life.
0: He gets some really funny lines in this movie. He's just a total goof, Mm -hmm. and there's a reason nobody takes him seriously. Yeah, um, and he goes back on it, and then because. At the end, they're like who there's who who are they celebrating? And William Hurt's like Pim, Pim. and the show like Robin like Russell Cross, like no shit, they're celebrating he's the best. Like Yep. Very um we've seen it before. Gladiator, Kingdom of Heaven. <laughs> like, does this make the the uh the weak willed king upset? When they see the usurper, the totally badass usurper.
1: The cooler uh, competent guy do it. The
0: cooler competent guy who the people love way more than you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that doesn't make them happy. So he basically says, Robin of the hood <laughs> is uh <laughs> an outlaw. Mm. I like I like Oscar's line reading, here's an outlaw. <laughs> <laughs> It's really his eyes,
1: good. His eyes bug out. It's incredible. Yeah,
0: it's really good. And declares him kill on sight. And then they go to the Sheriff of Nottingham, finally putting up a wanted poster and getting it. And you're like, oh, okay, here it is. I know this is the end of the movie, but guess what this movie's alluding to? More Robin Hoods. Oh, Matthew yeah. McFadden's Sheriff of Nottingham would emerge in the second film. As the baddie. Mm. Because as he puts it up, an arrow hits the wanted sign. Oh, oh yeah, who that is. Yeah. Cut to the woods. The Merry Men and Robin Hood and Maid Marion are in the Sherwood Forest. It's all oh, happening. Hanging.
1: Everything yep, has got, come together. They've got mead.
0: They've got mead. Everybody's cool.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's like Return of the Jedi. They're all dancing with the Ewoks. It's great. Yeah,
0: there's more music. And, um... The movie cuts to the end with a title card that says, "And so the legend begins." And then there is an absolutely rollicking end credits like animated sequence to go yes. over, and it's very, all of it is very rousing. It's I got a,
1: to, I got to experience that sequence yes. a little better than Don because uh, for some reason when you watch this movie on Amazon, uh, none of the none of the text a- 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 appears for the 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 card like the. The um the intro crawl or the or the credit <laughs> sequence and so I just I was watching for like three minutes expecting like oh is this like a weird animated portion of the film now I'm watching.
0: Patrick <laughs> missed out on a bit. I got, I got the entire package on our beloved Tubi. Yeah, uh, Tubi cut. some of the um some of the crew on this movie. A uh, cinematography by John Matheson. who's we've mentioned his work before, has worked with Ridley on uh did Gladiator, Matchstick Men kingdom of heaven prior to this so you know him (laughs) you love him uh edited once again by pietro scalia the usual man behind the knobs i want to give a special shout out though this week to mark streitenfeld uh composer i think this was my favorite of his scores
1: I'm I'm with you hundred percent. Great score. Like it's and it's like like there's like um memorable music in it too, which uh, you know, can be difficult with some of these movies you watch sometimes.
0: Yeah, I think it's um kind of um jauntier and more memorable, as you just said. Like uh, you know, Good Year or Gangster or Body of Lives were for his previous um previous works. But yeah, I think uh I really liked the score. Mm -hmm. uh so they finished production as we mentioned before it was a tough one russell and ridley kind of reached a breaking point they still had to sell it but according to if you watch interviews with them it's when they were trying to sell it Mm -hmm. a little tension between the two guys sadly they have not worked together again um and sadly there was no robin hood 2 um, the, on top of a that, uh, yeah, and there won't be.
1: Man, um, yeah, it's too too late for sure. But it's, it's like it's such a bummer because there's sure. like what they built is like it's such a fun world they created. Yeah, so um,
0: this movie was released on May twelfth of twenty ten. Uh, mm. Big time summer movie, summer blockbuster. Mm. Um, came out right around the same time as Iron Man two. Oh boy, um, the it's interesting because so the budget on the fi- on the film, and this is wild. It could be anywhere between one hundred fifty five to two hundred thirty seven million dollars.
1: Ooh, that's a huge, huge. Uh, that's a cavern right there. That's a, that's a big difference.
0: Who's to say? Uh, it made three hundred twenty one million at the box office, which is shows where we're heading in modern times because that is actually. Not a huge disappointment, but in our blockbuster era, in the Mm -hmm. moment, it was considered a dud at the Mm. box office, Um, which, of course, didn't was the main reason that we were prevented from getting our Robin Hood part two, which they leave us on the edge of our damn seats. We want a part two.
1: I want some more Nottingham. I
0: want some more Will Scarlet. (laughs) I want all the the gang. I want battles. All of it all the gang um movie uh received a 43 percent on rotten tomatoes and you were saying it has a very low letterbox score too it
1: has like a 2.7 on rotten tomatoes which or on a letterbox which is like bizarre to me that's way too low <laughs> and uh the critical consensus on rotten
0: tomatoes is that um Riddy Scott's revisionist take on this oft told tale offers some fine acting and a few gripping action sequences, but it's missing the thrill of adventure that made Robin Hood a legend in the first place. Mm. Ebert gave it two stars out of four. Out of um, and he went with a broader little by little title by title innocence and joy is being drained out of the movies. <laughs>
1: um, this isn't like a grim, dark Robin Hood. I don't get why everyone is so I don't know anthony
0: lane of the new yorker found the film dour critical of russell crowe
1: yeah was he was he he mad that there weren't enough of miss incredibles ass in in the movie like have you read that the review of his where he's (laughs) very hordy for miss incredible it's an interesting it's an interesting review of incredibles too
0: (laughs) that's wild yeah that's an Um, interesting yeah
1: that's an interesting read if you're bored
0: yeah and they say um Yeah, everyone seemed to think that this movie was downbeat, dour, bleak, and not fun. Um, Did they there watch A,
1: a cut few without critics, Kevin Durand,
0: <laughs> a few cut a few critics said it was, you know, a cut above, like the lightheaded epics of the Hollywood movie season. Um, you know, and a few said, you know, talked about. It'd make you forget the Costner version. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the British media um, did not like Russell Crowe's accent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, they felt it was all over the place. Didn't hit on the head. And then there were others who, of course, went after the historical accuracy portion mm-hmm. of it. But in general, um, this movie was pretty battered. All odd, and I think we were talking about it earlier. We're a little confused by that reaction.
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. Like it's. I think.
0: It, yeah, I thought it was great. To be honest, I, I thought it was great. Like I enjoyed. I... I enjoyed it all the way through. I thought there was like life, lively fun in it. The action was great. Um, you know, Russell Crowe was never gonna be like. Will Farrell. But you know,
1: I think they want like a quippy Robin Hood. Like a Spider-Man-esque like goofball Our, saving well, the
0: point. Well speaking of Iron Iron Man 2, they want the um Robert Downey Sherlock Holmes.
1: Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. A little bit of that like uh a little bit of more flair, a little bit more like clean, like uh I don't know. I think they want, yeah, I think they want like a more like, and I think there's like an, a certain expectation people have for like a Robin Hood story where it's like they want to see like, you know, him stealing from the rich and giving to the poor. Like, yeah. They want the whole like the, that Nottingham arc. And there's almost like a part of me, I'm, and I'm just thinking about this now. There's almost like a part of me that like, I wonder if this movie would have done better if you even like stepped away from like the Robin Hood element of it all and just like did it as a more traditional like, this is just a story about you know England during this time I mean probably not but like I think like sometimes people come in with these expectations for these properties and if they don't meet those specific expectations they've built in their head they freak yeah, out yeah
0: they're very narrow yeah you want it and you know they stationed it as a summer movie and it's not Iron Man 2 it's not mm-hmm. Pixar it like no. you know and I think the things that we like about it is this idea that it's a an adventure, an action adventure movie for adults.
1: Yeah. And it has like a and it feels like, I don't know, it's it's for adults, uh, but it doesn't but it's not like highfalutin, like you're not like it no. doesn't have like this crazy deeper meaning. And it's not like it's not like what you said about how like, you know. I think a lesser version of this movie would try to give a reason for why everyone's the way they are, mm-hmm. and why Mark Strong is like, you know, my dad was me, like, you know, all that sort of stuff. And the fact that they just kind of, like, play it really straight. They play it, like, very, you know, everything is kind of what you see. <laughs> you know, uh, It's and it's, it's It's a
0: little old-fashioned, I guess. would yeah. be, And this was came out in a very, like, you know, around 2010, the Marvels.
3: Mm-hmm
0: and the nolan uh dark knight stuff it's all really like building Mm -hmm. into a big deal and um i guess over in 2010 too it's like because there used to be like you know in the 60s 70s or whatever adults would go to there would be big budgeted movies that were like you know like for adults
1: yeah, like the Godfather was like one of the highest grossing yes, movies exactly. of that year. Exactly,
0: like, <laughs> Godfather is a blockbuster for adults. Like, they're not at this point where I, th- I saw somebody was complaining about Guardians of the Galaxy, and they're like, "I brought my five year old." It's like it's still rated PG thirteen. It's like not everything is a fucking kids movie, and it's yeah. just it's I I. The scratch an itch. You you brought up that movie Master and Commander over text mm. earlier too, and that's similar vibe of yeah. the adult, not adult like it like like in terms of like graphic violence or sex or things like that, but just taking itself or taking the audience, giving the like you can handle this. Mm-hmm. This is a little denser. It's not. Goofy, it's there isn't like a teenager who's part of the group who you've fallen in love with, or something like that. Yeah,
1: there's not like uh, there's not a lot of weird wisecrackings and like uh, it's, I don't know. Yeah, it is just like um, it'll be interesting to see. um, I I think that like in a couple years, I could be totally wrong, but I feel like it's gonna actually like. Cause right now we're in peak, like, you know, movies holding your hand. Nothing for adults in cinema right now. It's just Mario's and Guardians and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I think it's uh because for the longest time too, like TV was kinda like where people were going for that sort of content, also, right? Mm-hmm. Like that like the, the, the serious adult stuff or whatever. But I think like now, like places like HBO and all them, like I was reading an article and apparently like What they want right now is, like, the next Big Bang Theory. That's, like, what every fucking TV exec wants right now is, like, the next big... And so I think, hopefully, that means it'll...
0: Maybe, uh, yeah, it's... it's,
1: Or or maybe it's all just gonna be bad. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I think what they want is the easiest way to make money.
1: Yeah, that's, it's like, yeah, that's the truth. That is, oh, God, yeah, dark but true.
0: And that's why something like this, it was so expensive and so, like... I mean, if I was them... Because I, the only thing keeping... This movie is PG-13. The only thing keeping it from an R... Was the violence that Gladiator and... Um, Kingdom of Heaven had.
3: Mm-hmm. And there's a
0: part of it that's like... What the hell with it, man? You should just made this movie R.
1: Yeah! A little more blood! It would have been cool. And I think, like... I and mean, I think, too, if they had released a second Robin Hood in this series... I think the second one would have made Gangbusters because it is just this is this is the Batman Begins to what would have been the Dark Knight. This yeah. the next one, yeah, next one would have been totally because like the promise of like you see that like arrow hit the thing, and you know that's going to lead to just a bunch of fun, you cool know, action. Yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: But I, 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 yeah, I think I think this was this was one of the most pleasant surprises of the mm. entire run for me. I really liked this one a lot. It further solidifies that. Uh, Sir Ridley should be making these historical pieces. As, yeah. This is his bread and butter.
1: It's historical uh, fiction, baby. That's all, like, yeah. Like, I cannot. I'm so stoked for Napoleon now. Like, yeah, I'm think, like.
0: Yeah, I think that that's like. That's what this is all leading to for me, too. It's just like.
1: Yeah. yeah oh, he's got
0: he's to hit a home run with that one.
1: Oh, man. And Last Duel is really. You saw Last Duel, right?
0: No, because basically. No. So uh peek behind the podcast curtain for our listeners. That was when we started talking about doing this series, was when the last duel came out. Oh, and I'm yeah. like, I'll just save it. But it took two it's gonna take two years since the <laughs> release of
1: Last Duel to actually watch it.
0: But it's on the schedule. We are gonna watch it.
1: Eventually <laughs> so, in twenty twenty four. Yeah. After uh, we've added five more directors to the uh... <laughs> Yeah to the to the story. But but I, uh, it, it's it's good though.
0: Yeah, I give. Um, I tell my listeners on this one, like, give this one another shot, or if you never tried it before, try it out on Tubi. Yeah, it's a this two, is, it's two- it's a good movie.
1: Yeah, it's a good, it's a Tubi choice classic. It's just yeah. it's a five out of five uh, flagons of meat. It's such <laughs> yeah. a it's a it's a great it's really I think part of it too is like. Man, just when you watch a movie and it's, like, so clearly... I feel like we live in such a day and age of, like... Like, I watched um The Guardians or whatever recently, and that movie was all just, like, CGI mishigas, just a lot of CGI goop, uh, even when... You know, and that, and that movie's, like, a better better than like 90% of all the other mm-hmm. Marvel junk or whatever but like you watch all these like Marvel goop things and you watch all these movies that are just CGI glop and slop and slime and then you, you watch a movie like this and it's like these motherfuckers made sense <laughs> everything feels tactile and lived in and real and,
0: and what it's... they used CGI for was to expand basically yeah! like but the stuff in front like Russell Crowe on a damn horse mm-hmm him and Mark Strong are having a sword fight in the English Channel.
1: Yeah, there's the yeah, the, the village in Nottingham is not like in a sound studio in Atlanta. Uh-huh. It's like in a real place and everything feels like they found castles to build. in. They feel like mm-hmm. it, like nothing yet. It's it just like, yeah. It, yeah, there's it's just a just... real
0: texture to it that really feels good. Yeah. And I think uh, yeah. people missed out in the moment on this. But I think this movie was... And I also think... um. Mm-hmm it's an incredibly, like, coherent movie. Yeah. Which I really liked a lot.
1: It's, like, coherent and doesn't have that, like, because I feel like, yeah, the problem with, like, all the serious movies nowadays for adults is they all have that A24, like, has to be smart, has to have, like, a, an extra layer that you're fucking thinking about in the background. Has to be, you know, and I love that stuff, don't get me wrong, yeah. but this is just, this is just, like, a fucking steak, man. This is I all think, it is. Well,
0: that's the thing, is, like, in a Adults deserve a you know a tar, yeah, or a bow is afraid of the world. Oh, yeah, but sometimes an adult also wants to have a steak and they yeah. don't want that steak to be the Mario Brothers movie with their kids. No, they would prefer not... something that actually talked to them mm-hmm. at their level
1: yeah that's that not, movie... that's that's not steak that's fucking Burger King, which is yeah. fine. I like fine. I eat I buy like a whopper every now and then, but like sometimes Mom and Dad want to go to fucking Mortons like
0: <laughs> what's well, like um, it you know it's like when you're if you're gonna go out on a date at my age, yeah, being married and being in a relationship for over a decade and hiring a babysitter. Yeah, and stuff like that you want that combo of like i obviously i want to watch a movie i don't i'm not gonna like, do all that and then go see mario brothers no but i'm also like i don't want to try too hard i want to have like a drink yeah. and like have dinner beforehand you, you, I would like, wife,
1: you, do you want to take your bemused, you, your bemused wife to the north man and like <laughs> like yeah like no one's having a good time there like that's that's a solo movie you watch that like it is and like yeah it's like sometimes you're you're both down for like you know the weird you know food gastronomy meal with the fucking foam and shit but at the end of the day you just want a fucking steak you just want to I gotta say if you if you were a fan of the
0: Northmen check out Robin Hood I think you would like Robin Hood
1: ooh big time yeah big part except like I think like this is like a little less like I mean I love the Northmen I'm a huge and I would kind of like you know, I would love to see a Robert Eggers take on Robin Hood. How yeah. insane. That would, it'd probably be in like old English and you couldn't understand <laughs> any, no, no, like no, uh, no subtitles. You just have to kind of, you know, figure out what's happening based on what you've seen.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, li- I like that too. <laughs> uh, yeah. I think this movie, this, I thought it was a slapper. Yeah, I, I really rules. liked it. And I, um, yeah, I, I, I think we, we get, gives, we get a give it an academy academy uh recommendation and uh mm-hmm. I, I was already thinking like where's this gonna place
1: when we do our ridley scott rankings our final oh. rankings it could be higher than you think i'd say i'll tell you what can't believe i'm saying that never thought i'd say this uh before doing the this uh miniseries but i'm gonna say it right now this is above american gangster yeah which i never thought i thought that uh I, I, I kind of had low expectations
0: for this movie going in. This is, uh, yeah, because he's at home here. He's at home here. Yep. Um. So we say goodbye mm. to our beloved Russell Crowe this mm. week. Which oh, I don't believe we will be visiting with Mr. Crowe again oh, this season of mm. the show, at least. It's been real, man. you become you become someone we think about a lot.
1: <laughs> I like I'm I God I want to now watch that movie where he's like a crazy man on the road or whatever, like he has oh, road yeah, rage. You
0: gotta see that, dude. That one's rad. It's um unhinged. It's great. It's oh, really there we good. go. <laughs> yeah, you to really unhinged.
2: Good. Yeah, like, <laughs> <So> <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm like
0: I once it goes down from twenty bucks to like six ninety-nine, I'm absolutely renting the Pope's exorcist. Oh, for sure! I want to yeah. see
1: his the movie he directed, Poker Face, or whatever yeah. the movie he directed. Re- like, what is what is Russell Crowe directing? I want to see what his take know, on movies. is.
0: Yeah. who knows what he's up to? But I'm interested. He's yeah. a special man. That is he's a unique, unique.
1: He's a unique. Uh, he's a unique bird for he's sure.
0: Made a real impression. Um, next week on the on the show, we return to another special man. That man is of Ooh. course Jerry Bruckheimer. Ooh, with a Visionary Alliance, Part Six. Oh shit! Oh uh, no, this, this one's gonna be big. This week is a triple feature, folks. Uh, go to the bathroom before, mm-hmm. before you start listening to this up. Uh, Pearl Harbor from two thousand one, Pirates of the Caribbean: The Curse of the Black Pearl, two thousand three, and National Treasure, two thousand four. The height of Jerry's more let's call it family friendly disney side mm. of things i am pumped for this i told patrick i, I watched the first half hour of pearl harbor <laughs> before we jumped on tonight i have questions and thoughts already about the entire thing i will
1: talk next week about why i think michael bay should direct a musical oh i'm so i'm i am like so curious i want to know because like i i I wanna see I wanna see the argument. I can't wait. Uh all of these are
0: available to rant, buy on physical. Pearl Harbor has just been added to HBO Max. Mm. While Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse of Black Pearl, and National Treasure are both on Disney Plus if you have any of those services. The week after that, I'm pumped for this. I can't believe we're already here. <laughs> 2012's Prometheus. Ooh. We are moving along, Mr. Ridley Scott.
1: I uh, can't wait to drink that black goo. I know. That can't delicious to, black, the forbidden snack. Can't wait
0: to be really, really annoyed by that guy who's not Tom Hardy.
1: Oh, dude, I hate um He's, a good, at,
0: he's a good actor. <laughs> great
1: actor. Mr. Upgrade, he's a great yeah. actor. Just um, his character. <laughs> well, his character and then like Rafe Spall's character is like a lot of issues. There's a couple of people that make silly decisions in that movie. You can kind of
0: Gather why Michael Fassbender's David would have a lesser opinion of the
1: human race. <laughs> yeah, some of the choices that uh, Charlize Theron makes, and, yeah. Yeah. and the guy who's the bad guy in the Tom Cruise and the Mission Impossible's. Yeah. Awesome! Um, oh awesome. man, exciting! I
0: can't wait for I can't wait. So in two weeks we'll talk about that. That's on Hulu right now. Mm. Uh, but can you know? We're kind of in the zone where. These are these are not hard finds. They're on all the services. You can get them on disk. Go, yeah. you know, you could you could figure it out. But uh that's what we have to come. I'm pumped. We're really getting into it. Ridley Scott comes up in like regular conversation with family and friends
1: often. close my eyes and I just see Harvey Keitel and the duelists. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Better than Harvey Keitel and Bad Lieutenant. Yeah,
1: that wouldn't be fun <laughs> I would not like to close my eyes often. <laughs> no. Um if you if 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 you're one of those critics or people
0: who thought Robin Hood really needed to have some more freaking fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I disagree with our assessment entirely. Check in with us, the Academy Academy podcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at the acadacad. This was a fun one. I was I enjoyed this movie greatly. It's um, a great movie. This, is, this is why we do this, to get a pleasant surprise like this.
1: Oh, man. What a happy, yeah, great, great day. Just had a great day watching this film. Like, Indeed. it was great.
0: Yeah. So, for Patrick, I'm done. We will see you next week on the Academy Academy. Uh, later, Skater.
3: Hi. Guess who just got back today? The wild night boys that had been away.